Access to good quality, affordable water is a fundamental need for everyone and an essential factor for the improvement in health and well-being of a population. We have heard this said again and again, but the fact remains that today only 45% of the population of the African continent is provided with drinking water and less than a third has access to adequate purification means. Be it in rural areas or in the city, it is almost always left to the women to fetch the water for domestic needs. In many communities, the tradition begins very early. At a very young age, the little girls accompany their mothers every day to the waterhole. In rural areas, long distances sometimes have to be covered on foot to queue at the pump and then return carrying a load, which can be as much as 20 kilos. Carrying heavy loads of water is not only an arduous task for the women and young girls, but also involves health risks such as the malformation of the skeleton and problems during pregnancy. In urban areas, the distance is not always so great when there are public water supplies, but queuing remains a problem. In the overcrowded shanty towns of the big cities, water is becoming increasingly difficult to obtain and the women tend to depend upon water sellers, paying too much for water, often of an inferior quality. When water conveyance by canalization does exist, very frequently the women cannot afford the cost of being connected or maintenance. In the makeshift quarters, traditional wells are the only accessible water sources. These wells are nearly always polluted by the latrines due to the rise in the groundwater during the rainy season. In spite of these difficulties, more and more women are becoming organized. For example, in this area on the outskirts of Bamako in Mali, a group of women manage the selling of water and finance the maintenance of the installations. Chateau, 
Over the last years, the need to recognize the role of women in the development and management of natural resources and to encourage their participation has been widely affirmed. However, in spite of numerous debates and the efforts of several governments, women's role in the programs relating to water and its purification remains very secondary. Often highly motivated in establishing and maintaining an improved water supply, the women do not, however, participate in the decision-making process and the management of the water resources. In order to reduce the gap between theory and practical action, there is an urgent need to establish activities in the framework of the International Hydrological Program launched by UNESCO, aiming at the improvement of the quality of life of women in the sub-Saharan African countries by facilitating their access to water resources and by improving the management of these resources. It is in this spirit that the International Hydrology Program organized a series of seminars which brought together representatives from the ministries of hydraulics and the condition of women of nine African countries. In fact, the experience showed that when the different institutes involved in this field decide to associate their teams, the problems are dealt with in the light of complementary perspectives and therefore it is easy to find workable solutions adapted to the needs of the community. Following these seminars, the Ministry of Welfare and the Promotion of Women of the Ivory Coast launched a training program for village leaders aimed at the protection of the environment, hygiene, and the use of drinking water. Rural trainers organized information sessions using posters and picture boxes and encouraged the women to organize themselves. The follow-up of these activities will show whether the areas surrounding the pump or the water holes are well managed, if the advice on hygiene is applied, and whether the work schedule is respected by the community. Thanks to this program, women play an increasingly important role in the management committees for the pumps, and water-related diseases are on the decline. The availability of water is a necessary condition, but is not an end in itself. It is a factor for development that benefits the whole community. In many projects, the sinking of new wells, reducing the time and energy that the women devoted to the water chores, has encouraged the creation of new economic activities. The women cultivate vegetables that they sell in the local markets. They produce handicrafts and can finally participate in illiteracy programs.
In Mauritania, for example, the lack of water has an adverse effect upon income, favors the encroachment of the dunes, depopulation, and immigration towards the big cities. With the Mauritanian government and funding from the German Ministry of Foreign Affairs, UNESCO launched a pilot project aiming at re-energizing the socio-economic fabric and ensuring adequate food supplies. This experience was carried out successfully in Uadin, where the canalization of water and the work of the women's cooperatives have given a new impetus to the economy, and it is hoped that the exodus tendency will be reversed and that men will return from the capital. The women henceforth participate in the execution of the projects and programs, for the most part on a voluntary basis and as workers. There are almost no women holding any posts of responsibility. It is essential that more women are involved as advisors, planners, scientists, and engineers in all fields, from teaching to public administration. The statistics show that in sub-Saharan Africa, very few women have access to university training in agronomy, forestry, hydrology, and other fields concerning water sciences. Thus, the International Hydrological Program has offered study grants to young African scientists so they may pursue their university studies and encourage the training of women specialists to ensure better management of the water resources. Another way of encouraging the participation of women in scientific research is by facilitating their interest in the new means of communication by teaching them to use computers and the Internet. Helping the women participate in the network will not only give them the possibility to exchange their knowledge, ideas and experiences, but will also strengthen cooperation between the countries of the South. The scarcity of water creates conflicts and rivalry because women need water for the household and the men need it for the cattle. En période de, de chaleur, justement en ce moment. Maintenant, c'est jusqu'à 400 francs, une barille d'eau. Bon, les baignoires se vendent à 50 francs, chaque baignoire, 50 francs. Et ça, il y a toujours des bruits, il y a même, il y a même souvent les, les femmes se frappent, les hommes se frappent ici jusqu'à ce qu'il y ait des chutes même dans les puits. On vient, je viens tout récemment d'enlever de, une femme de rond dans les puits, là, il y a un parlementaire, c'est moi-même qui l'ai fait sortir. Il y a sérieusement une pénurie d'eau. Chaque fois, on se querelle, on s'insulte, on se frappe, chaque fois à cause de nous ici. Il y a des gens qui viennent de, de très loin Il y a de très loin, des quartiers lointains, ils viennent. Les charrettes, toutes les charrettes que vous voyez là viennent de quartiers lointains. Même ceux qui puissent, les, 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 qui ont les baignoires là, viennent de loin. Des quartiers lointains, de Bangoni, de Surakabougou, pour venir chercher de l'eau ici. Their close links with the environment make the women particularly vulnerable to the consequences of its degradation, such as the destruction of the forests, the deterioration of the earth, and the increasing pollution of the rivers. The decrease in water and wood resources obliges them to go further afield to find supplies, and to gain time they carry heavier and heavier loads. 
All this has repercussions on the family and the community because when they spend more time collecting wood and going to fetch water, they spend less time with their families and the cultivation of food crops. Furthermore, the water-fetching chore is one of the main obstacles which limit the access of young girls to formal education. The often mediocre quality of resources at their disposal is yet another problem and the water is often contaminated. This is sometimes due to the non-treatment of used waters, agricultural and industrial wastes, the lack of regulations in the use of pesticides, as well as to certain activities carried out by women, such as dyeing, where large quantities of toxic products are spilled into the waters from the riverbanks. Women and children are at greater risk from infection through contaminated water, and this is one of the principal health dangers in Africa. Diseases of a water-related nature, like diarrhea, are the most widespread and are transmitted by drinking the water. Other illnesses are transmitted by vectors associated with an aquatic habitat, such as bilarciosis and malaria. Over the generations, African women have accumulated an impressive heritage of knowledge and know-how of the environment and health. The knowledge and experience of the women with regard to the provision of water and the use made of it is invaluable, and certain problems could be avoided by consulting with them regarding, for instance, the local sources for the provision of water, the choice and location of the wells, the design of the pumps, and especially their particular needs concerning purification facilities. Furthermore, the women are precious educators and communicators with regard to the environment and the adoption of new behavior patterns relating to health and hygiene, as much in the family as in the community. This is why, on the one hand, UNESCO encourages studies on the traditional knowledge of the feminine populations and, on the other hand, greater participation of women in technical training programs. Water, the source of all life on our planet, is also the source of all civilizations. The future of humankind depends on the use we will make of this vulnerable and complete resource. It is necessary to encourage new attitudes with regard to water based not only on scientific knowledge but also on cultural and ethical values. With the limited resources in fresh water on the one hand and the increasing demand on the other, the need to protect and manage water resources in a responsible manner has never been so crucial. Disagreements concerning the exploitation of water resources could ignite conflicts between peoples in the future. However, today these issues open new possibilities for cooperation between men and women, between the countries of the South and those of the North, on the condition that it is understood that cooperation will be necessary in order to find solutions.